0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So, you know, we talk politics, and uh, it was October, no, I can't remember, October 21st, 2019. We had the last federal vote, and the liberals found themselves sliding from a majority government to minority and they won with the lowest popular vote nationally for any winning party in a federal election in the history of Canada. So are they in better shape now? Are they poised to win a majority government? They think so. But we spoke uh, just a couple of weeks ago with Daryl Bricker, the president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. And they did polling for Global News And uh, they're not so sure, Ipsos is not so sure, that the Liberals are on a track to a majority government. Mr. Trudeau's personal popularity has dropped, and um, the Conservatives have come up by 2%, if I remember correctly. And uh, the leaders, uh, Mr. O'Toole isn't doing particularly well, the leader of the Conservative Party. But Jagmeet Singh, who was a guest on this program three weeks ago, the leader of the federal NDP, he's doing better as far as Canadians... Uh, liking him is concerned. So what? what's going to happen? What are the potentials here? Are you know, we looking at another minority government, and what would that entail? This is all material that I know our next guest understands far better than I do. Dwayne Bratt, professor of political science at Mount Royal University in Calgary. Professor Bratt, good to talk to you again. It's been a while. What are we looking at going into the election if it's called in the next couple of days Which parties are looking at what, and which party... I mean, is anybody looking at a potential majority?
1: The Liberals are, but it's going to be some tough slugging. Uh, They're going to have to uh, keep the seats that they won in 2019 and and pick up more. And that's always tough for an incumbent uh, government. Um, And I think there's a reason that they want this election sooner rather than later, because the longer it goes on... The further away we start to get from uh, get away from COVID, then some of the other real weaknesses of of the Trudeau government start to become more apparent. Um, you know, it's only been a year or so since the We scandal. I think the SNC Lavalin scandal b- helped bring down the government from a majority to, to a minority, and the rise of the the re-rise of the NDP is always a danger for the Liberals when the NDP do poorly. Uh, their support tends to go to the Liberals, and and vice versa. So uh, watch, watch the battles in Vancouver, in Greater Vancouver, coming up in, in September.
0: Is that going to be the hinge for, for the Liberal Party, or is it going to be Quebec? Uh, and they'll, they pretty much assume they have 9.05 in Ontario um, in, in the books, or should they even assume that?
1: I think they are banking on, on 9.05. I mean, for them to win a majority, that's what they're going to have to do. But I think the areas that they think they can pick up some seats are in Quebec, are in B.C., and dare I say, here in Alberta. I think there's about four or five ridings that are now at play, which were not in 2019. In the 2019 election, the Liberals received about 14% of the popular vote in this province, which was their lowest performance in Canadian history. And the Conservatives swept with 33 out of 34 seats, 69% of the vote. But the Conservatives are not nearly as dominant now as they were two years ago. And there are some ridings in play. And ironically, winning a seat in Edmonton, winning a seat in Calgary, that may be enough for for the Liberals, which which shows you just how weird this, uh, this campaign is going to be.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking at Quebec uh, particularly because I lived there in, for nine years, not so long ago, and I've talked to some people in Quebec, and where I knew that they were staunch liberals, this may surprise you, it certainly surprised me, staunch liberal supporters, traditionally liberal supporters, they're now more inclined to think Bloc Quebecois because they don't consider the Bloc to be uh, really that much of a separatist party anymore more of a more of a Quebec uh, representative party, and they really think that the Bloc's very good at getting for Quebec what b- the Bloc wants.
1: The Bloc has been very successful in redefining itself uh, from a separatist party to sort of a Quebec-first party. Um, they look to be on the ropes after uh, the 2008, and especially the 2011 election. I mean, they were down to like five seats. Uh, and the NDP took a lot of their vote away. Then you know Jack Layton dies, and uh, and Thomas Mulcair can't really keep that uh, that the number of NDP seats, and those are going to drop even more in this coming election. That outside of pockets of Quebec City, where the Conservatives are still have a a foothold, and some of the stuff in uh, Gatineau, it's it's block versus liberal, and uh, the block uh, can prevent. Majority governments of any stripe, you know, if you if you look back at the at the history, when the block is strong, you don't see a majority government.
0: I remember when the block. I remember when remember when the block was the official opposition.
1: <laughs> yeah, for a short <laughs> period of time it was, <laughs> yeah. uh, and now they can't be the official opposition because you've got a united Conservative Party that they can prevent either the Liberals or the Conservatives from winning a majority so, because so. they'll pull fifty seats away or 40 yeah, seats away. Yeah, yeah. And that becomes so much more difficult mathematically. So in 2011 and 2015, when the conservatives and liberals won majority governments, it was because the bloc was quite weak. But we haven't seen majority governments since the reunification of the conservative party when the bloc is strong.
0: It really is an interesting situation. The conservatives in 2019 had Andrew Sheer, Yeah. And we all remember... Um, Um, Peter McKay's quote after the election. Can't score in an empty net. Uh, So now they have Aaron O'Toole as their leader. And Mr. O'Toole, according to polling, has just not connected with Canadian voters. So is there um, a potential, and I asked uh, Daryl Bricker this question, is there a potential for a minority conservative government, Mr. Bricker said, if there's a low voter turnout, and if the conservative base turns out in large numbers, and if one or two other factors were to fall in place, then there's the possibility for a minority conservative government. This is not what Mr. O'Toole wants to be going into an election campaign with. I mean, that just is...
1: Yeah, there's a a lot of... There's too many goalies (laughs) there.
0: There's too many goalies.
1: Uh, But um, Trudeau's not going to run... Against Darren O'Toole, Trudeau is running against Doug Ford and Jason Kenney. Right, um, um, he's going to run against the conservative premiers. Yeah, and uh, that's become quite quite apparent. And uh, you know, uh, Jason Kenney gave an interview last week, expecting that he's going to be a campaign focus, and said, you know, I ran against Trudeau provincially and federally, so he's going to run against uh, me, and. Ford, Andrew Scheer, locked him in a in a box for that 2019 election. Ford's popularity, though, seems to wax and wane um, since 2019. There were moments during COVID that he was spiking up and then moments that he was plummeting down, but I'm not sure he's willing to sit in the box again as he did in 2019. So, so what's the role of conservative premiers in this campaign? What's your call
0: on what's going to happen? If there is an election call, and let's say we have a date for the
1: end of September.
0: What's your, what's your call
1: on how it turns out? If, if I was to look now, I, I think Trudeau will get reelected, and it's really going to depend on whether it's a it's a majority and, and a minority. The, the margins are so slim for him, um, and he's got to pick up seats uh, fighting multiple fronts. So in Quebec, he's fighting against the Bloc Québécois. In B.C., he's fighting against the NDP. In the 905 and in Alberta, he's fighting against the Conservatives, right? That's what you get when you're an incumbent government, is you're being challenged by different parties depending on where you are uh, in, the, in the country. So I think that's the issue at play. If the issue is about COVID and the COVID response, I think that's what the Liberals would like because I think they, they can say, you know, the vaccine rollout looked bad in February, looks really great in August. Look at how much money we've spent in support. But if the issues become about the economy, if the issues become about jobs, if the issues become about ethics and character, um, if the if the issues become um, about Trudeau himself, then the Liberals are in trouble.
0: Yeah, Jodie Wilson-Raybould's book
1: comes out in October.
0: She was on this program, and it's uh, the, the the title is Indian in the Cabinet. And she very clearly spoke about uh, why she told us why. That's the title, and I just keep thinking, this if this book were to roll out before the vote, that could hurt Mr. Trudeau. But I also spoke, Dwayne, with a very strong Liberal supporter just a couple of well, a week or two ago, and he said, what I want is for Trudeau to lose. This is a Liberal. I want Trudeau to lose to a minority Conservative government. And then I want Trudeau to be gone and Mark Carney to be the leader. So then we can have a majority government within two years. So I, I don't know if that's backroom thinking or that's just one liberal thinking.
1: Well, if you, if you look at, there was a sense by 2015 that the Harper government was tired, that much of, there had been a lot of turnover in cabinet and not a lot of new blood that have merged into the Conservatives. Here we are six years into the liberal government and you know, he ran on this team. It was going to be team approach. Look at all these strong people I brought into cabinet. Those people have all, a lot of those have left yep. now. Yeah. Um, and there really hasn't been new blood in, which is why Christian Freeland tends to hold almost every portfolio um, because they haven't brought new people in. Even Mark Carney you know, turn them down for for this election. And so it's amazing how quick that can can happen. In, In Harper's case, it took almost 10 years. In the case of Trudeau, it took, you know, five.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.